0: My name is J.W. Oker, I'm an author, and I like to go out and look for weird stuff. I call it oddity. For more than a decade, I've sought out oddities of nature, oddities of art, oddities of culture and history. I believe that within a tank or two of gas, at any point in this country, is some seriously cool oddity, and that we all should go check it out. This is Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast. Alright, this is going to be an on-location episode, meaning in just a few moments, after I finish setting up the story here in the comfort of my study, we're going to switch to the actual site itself where I recorded my whole experience about a week ago. That site is a big one. Holy Land USA in Waterbury, Connecticut. Or I should say, the ruins of Holy Land USA in Waterbury, Connecticut. I have known about this oddity since when I first started looking into oddities, back when I lived in Maryland. And back then, it was a much younger field. The internet was new. All these things uh, weren't documented a million times over, as they are now. But even so, Holy Land USA had a big reputation, even reaching down to me in Maryland. So when I finally moved to New England, I put this on my list to go see. And then I never saw it. And that's because of a few things. Basically, Holy Land USA was off limits to trespassers so I'd have to break some laws to do it. It was also supposed to be in a bad part of town where bad things happened and I'm not that daring of an oddity hunter to go you know risk life limb to go see some ruins so I just kind of put it on the back burner and realized you know there are plenty of oddities in the sea and if I don't ever see Holy Land USA that's fine. I'll see a thousand other cool things that don't involve me trespassing and getting hurt or whatever happens in Holy Land USA. Then, last year, I was contacted by an Otis reader who wanted to talk about Holy Land USA. So we started talking about it, and then it turned out we both learned that Holy Land USA had been open to the public since about 2014. So years and years ago, after I had written this oddity off, somebody else had bought it and then just opened it up during the daylight hours to anybody that wanted to walk around and treat it like a park. So now I could go. I could go check this oddity off my list. And last week, I packed my family into the car, and we went and did exactly that. So now I'm going to send you to that car where we are driving around looking for the giant white cross to tell us we're going in the right direction. You can hear my baby, my uh, two-year-old, singing in the background. Lindsay's asking me if I knew about Holy Land because I grew up religious. And then we see it. And then you can hear my baby mock me for how I point out where the white cross is. And with that, let's head to the car. something that you heard growing up? Not growing up, but once we started looking into oddity books, this is one of the big America ones. Had any it was just sort of like oh, no, no. It, was, it closed in 1984. No. So I was a kid. There it is. See? Right there. Over there. White cross. Oh, no. that, that's also where the girl was killed the base of that cross. Alright, I think I might need to explain this one. <laughs> so I made the mistake of letting my oldest daughter, she's almost 11, know that a murder actually happened on the grounds of Holy Land, USA. In fact, it happened at the base of the giant white cross. And I don't know why I told her. I mean, I definitely do the thing where I experiment with my kids and probably tell them things they shouldn't know a little too early. But in this case, I think I think it was because she was listening to a true crime podcast or something like that, so I thought I would you know, be, hey, relevant dad, talking to you about stuff. I probably shouldn't have brought it up, but I did. But let me tell you that story. It's It's a bad one. In 2010, a girl... She was 16 years old, uh, was hanging out at the park with a friend of hers that she'd known for two years. He was 19, and he did exactly what you think happened. He forced her and then strangled her to death right there at the base of the cross. He was caught. He was convicted. I think he, he was sentenced to 60 years in prison or 55 years in prison, something like that. Obviously, I'm, I'm just glossing over tons of details because this isn't a true crime podcast. <laughs> so bad things did happen at Holy Land. So it actually bears out my original impression of why I shouldn't go to Holy Land and that bad things happen there. So that's it there. It is a murder scene. Just so want to get that out of the way. It's not a, a reason to go there, but it did happen there. <gasps> ah. It was like owned by nuns for a while, and then I think the mayor and the guy who owns a car dealership bought it or something. So she was murdered at the base of the cross? Yeah. Hmm. I think it was a different cross 2010. Yeah. So that helps. So we're standing at the gates of Holy Land. Um, It feels a little bit trespassy, but there are prominent signs that say, private property, no visitors before sunrise or after sunset, violators will be prosecuted, which is a welcome mat during the daytime. So basically what we're seeing is a giant hill with lots of tiny buildings that represent Jerusalem, Bethlehem, all the Holy Land hits. It's very weird. It's like this little, little tiny village, tiny white buildings all over this hill. And you can walk through them, I guess. There's a path right there. Why did they make it? It was, it was to bring tourists. So people actually live in them? No, 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 no. They wanted to show people what it looked like in Bethlehem and Jerusalem and all the Bible places. Are, they, are these gravestones? No, they're little buildings. See? They're meant to be little buildings. Those things, the wood things, though? Are- the wood things? Like the Oh, no, no. Those are just crosses. They don't mark dead bodies. They sometimes do. So on the side of this hill, where the tiny buildings are, there's this path cut through that leads to the giant cross that you can see from the highway. It's hard to recognize what all these buildings and structures are, but they're all small. Nothing is taller than four feet, it looks like. Uh, yeah, except this giant cross. The cross is like 56 feet tall, I want to say. It's a little of a climb. Man, you can see the whole entire city from up here. It is amazing. So, the basic history of this place is it opened in 1955 uh, by a man named John Greco. And he was a devout Catholic who wanted to bring the experiences of the Holy Land through the U.S. So we built an 18-acre amusement park, although it's not an amusement park in the sense of we know it today with Ferris wheels and dark rides. It was basically tours of miniature landscapes, I think. It did okay. Thought the 60s and 70s, it brought in about 40,000 tourists a year. And then in 1984, it closed down ostensibly for renovations. (sighs) That hill wasn't... uh, (laughs) That hill wasn't high enough to have me breathing this hard i don't know what's going on well i do know what's going on age and weight but anyway closed out in 1984 ostensibly for renovations but really just never opened up again then went abandoned you know and all the stuff that happens to abandoned places a lot of bad stuff going on up here eventually was owned by some nuns and then finally just a few years ago bought by the mayor i believe was involved and also a local businessman and since then, they put up a nice new LED cross, 55 feet tall, of which I'm at the bottom of it right now, looking up. That lights up at night, and you can see throughout all of Waterbury. Um, it's surrounded by giant rocky outcroppings, a lot of rock, a lot of rocky outcroppings up here. And most of it looks like it's just scrub brush and trees that make up the property. And the main section is still that that hillside of buildings. Although I see other kind of structures here and there, tucked away and overgrown. And for decades, decades and decades, everybody in Waterbury saw this cross up on the hill and just knew (laughs) it was an abandoned religious theme park, just watching over them. It's really bizarre. And of course, when we're talking about abandoned, it's not just an abandoned place, like in a conventional sense, but it was a religious theme park, so it's not only been abandoned by people, it's been abandoned by God. No Ferris wheels? Is that what you're hoping for? Like in a Goosebumps movie? Yeah. So off to the side of the cross is a big, not big, but a stone enclosure. It looks like it might have had a statue in the middle of it. Maybe it was a previous placement of the, the original cross. Or maybe there was a statue there. And then farther on, right at the edge of this hill, before you tumble down into the city, is, looks like three fresh crosses, or at least freshly painted crosses and a chain link fence. What's on the other side of this chain link fence? So we're above those miniature buildings right now. I'm looking down at the backs of them. But again, kind of a really cool place to just walk around. Like even if there was no abandoned religious theme park up here, it's a great view of the city and just kind of like nice little paths. This is one of those places I know I'm missing something cool. I didn't do enough pre-prep work to see what's, what's here. So I'm just wandering, hoping I stumble upon cool stuff. I just saw another path leading to what looks like Something with the word babble on it. That could be really interesting. Or it could be absolutely not interesting. Or it could be interesting to see, but not interesting to hear me talk about. Any of those options. We'll get some food on the way home. I can see a buffalo wild wild wings from here. No, it's just a chain link fence. See, watch. The baby baby will test it. See? It's fine. (laughs) This is like my perfect level of abandoned. It's like, feels like you're trespassing, but you're not. You're talking to me or about Everybody. Like it says Tower of Babel on it. It's a very short Tower of Babel. So we're walking on a gravel path lined with rocks that leads away from the main hill where the cross is and all the little tiny, little Lilliputian little buildings are. And I, we can, it's a short enough path you can see the end. <laughs> it's the Tower of Babel, but it looks like it might be four feet tall. No, there's lots of trash. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> just because people stick trash in it doesn't make it a trash can. But who knows, maybe it was the Tower of Babel trash can. I don't know. Do you know the story of the Tower of Babel? No. I don't. Your, your mom's raising you a heathen. Am I? <laughs> Do you know the story of the Tower of Babel? No. So that's how, in the Bible, that's how everybody got languages. So, it was in Genesis, everyone was like, let's work together and build a tower to God. They wanted to get all the way to heaven on their own. And so they're building this giant ta- this giant tower, the entire human race. And God's like, no, that's not how you get to heaven. So he, it says he confounded their languages. So he, gave, he made everybody talk a different language. So they couldn't communicate with each other to build a giant complicated tower. and They had to leave it unfinished. And that's how we got everybody speaking different languages, the end. So there's a little set of barely hidden paths and stairwells that you can go up into the small buildings and see like stations of the cross and whatnot. This is really interesting. On scion, little buildings, it's all overgrown. I thought this said, hold to hell, but it says, holy to the Lord, just missing a letter or two. Oh, look, there's the tomb where Christ is laid in the tomb. Oh, look at this. This is, this says, Peter Noster Sanctuary, Jerusalem, so I guess this is based on a building in Jerusalem. All right, and I think that's it. We have walked around the property, we've gone up the cross, we've walked through Around the little buildings on the hill, through a very rickety path. I think we're done here. It quite a sweat. Yeah, it's hot. There's like no shade up here at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abandoned Christian amusement park murder scene. Yeah. So I know of a abandoned zoo trail near here. See if we can talk mom into going, or is she done, you think? And that was it! I really enjoyed this trip. It took us about two and a half hours to get there. We didn't do a multi-oddity jaunt, it was just straight to Holy Land USA. And we walked around and we saw the small, tiny Smurf buildings all broken down and we hiked around rocks and we saw the view of the entire city of Waterbury. And it was just a fun time for me. I really, really enjoyed visiting this oddity. I'm gonna put pictures from our jaunt on Otis, so look in the notes for links to those. I will also put links to the Holy Land site itself where you can see with your own eyeballs that you're allowed to go during daylight hours. You can't go outside of daylight hours, but during daylight hours you can go walk around. And let's see what's going on in my life. Oh, tons of stuff going on. Uh, Cursed Objects, my latest non-fiction book is out right now as I speak, probably freshly out. Please go pick it up. It's a beautiful book full of really cool stories about really scary items. And you can buy that anywhere. Uh, any it's Anywhere books are sold. That, that's where you can get it. Also, I'm right in the middle of the Otis Halloween season. In fact, I'm releasing this podcast as part of that Halloween season where every day I'm trying to write spooky and Halloween and fall content. Uh, Whether it's video, it's writing, it's, you know, the podcast. Drop by, new content every single day. Um, A lot of cursed object content. Honestly, I I have a bunch of stuff to say about that outside of the book, so I'll be writing about that as well. Other than that, join me on Patreon. This is the time of year where I write a lot of Halloween stuff in the in the uh, Otis Club newsletter as well. So that's my stuff. I got a book out. I got a Patreon. I'm doing a ton of stuff on the blog. And, you know, other- otherwise, just catch me on the socials. I am around. I'm J.W. Oker, and this has been an episode of Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast.